As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Det skulle bra med Hej, folk har igen tilbaka med Moosie. Moosie var det i early sessions i morgen, Moosie. Så det var normalt cheesy på Thursday, og jeg var til The Forge, så det har også holdt mig til Big Forge, men gud til mig. Så de skal miste det, jeg tror. Pretty ordinary round of footy, wasn't it? Round 22. It was rubbish. But I think we've been spoilt for the last few rounds, we've, so... We've had a few good ones. crackers. I mean, Friday night sort of just ruined it. Um, it was a decent game, but they went, all right, well, that's it, eight's done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sort of put the um, excitement out of that race for ninth and tenth. It was cause it was looking exciting three. for the last couple of months. You know, it was, yeah. it was all going to come down to Adelaide in Geelong, and then Collingwood went, nah. And there was always a chance Richmond were going to f- could finish ninth from the last round. So <laughs> Still, it's, quite, it's kind of taken that out of the equation. It, it, Tigers fans won't know what's up. Exactly. I feel a bit, uh, I don't know, feel a bit bit nervous, you know what I mean? Is this real? Is this like, real? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, is, you know, I'm going to wake up and, and nah, we've been taking drugs for the last year or something, we're out of the finals. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. Bash looks pretty ripped. <laughs> His beard's on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> He's been taking a legal beard balm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I thought um, it was it was sort of the round that gives everyone a break until the finals, more or less. It, it is almost a bit of a mulligan round. Um, I mean, we, this round's looking to be more of the same. Yeah, like round exactly. twenty-three. But but given that um, it's preliminary final time in the VFL, which had an awesome round. So no, no, it's first week of finals, not prelims. Isn't that the first week? No, no. Yeah, prelims is the second last week. Yeah, there you go. So it's the first week of finals in the VFL. Yeah, yeah. And um, been some interesting games there, but we'll jump into that a bit later. Yeah, we can talk. State league, you may as fucking well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> main leagues were pretty ordinary. There was more action well, there. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll start with Friday night, Collingwood versus Geelong, and Collingwood blew them out of the water. Yeah, um, it, it was. This game was almost done by quarter time. Yeah, and it's good to see the Pies bounce back after a pretty pathetic performance last week. I thought um, um, Buckley came out afterwards and said that intentionally they experimented with their midfield so they could release um, Swan and Pendlebury and try and see if the team can be less dependent on them. Yeah. I thought they had amazing effect too. Like, they had a young midfield... Um, Dugowie? Dugowie in there. Yeah. They had um, Taylor Adams. Um, Jack Chris went through there for a little while. Taylor Adams, 36 disposals, 12 clearances. Yeah, not a bad effort. That's a pretty good effort when yeah. you don't have, like, the Swan or Pendlebury around you in the midfield. 
uh, he, he was, you know, one of their big names from GWS that they got over the summer. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, uh, Greenwood, he had an all right game too, didn't he? Yeah, I think Greenwood did pretty well. He's, um, you know, he's only played half a dozen games, I think, this year because of his uh, injuries. Yeah. Um, and Swan went down, I think he got a knock on his knee, so he won't play around 23. Yeah. Um, so it was good for them to rotate some through there. And, you know, obviously they found a couple of winners. Yeah, I mean, Chris did another good job. Yeah. I think he ended up getting 31 for the game. Um, did well with delivering the ball in into their forward 50 as well to set up. Um, well, Cloak didn't do much because he was a late withdrawal. So yeah. um, set up their forward line to... Jesse White was starting to look all right, I thought. On yeah, the day. he took, was. Took some nice marks. And I mean, I don't want to... Well, actually, I do want to say it. That I think the forward line looked better without Cloak in there. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um I don't think Cloak should be out of the team. I think they should be up the ground more. No, I've I've been saying all year he should be centre half back. Yeah, yeah, he, I agree. He wastes too many opportunities. Yeah, um, and there's you know some real monster forwards in, yeah. in the league that he can like. They're not going to muss out him. Could you imagine yep. him playing on Tom Hawkins? Yeah, like, oh, that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be a mouthwatering matchup. Yeah, um, and it's um, it, it's not like he's slow to um, get rid of the ball, uh, yeah. Cloak. Yeah, but it's not like that's going to be a disadvantage down back because, you know, there's yeah. lots of people that are like that down there. Like Rance, who's yep. probably going to be a dual All-Australian. He's not yeah. a quick release either. No, he's terrible. Um, so you can um, play within yourself down there. And he's still a great mark. Uh, he's a very strong mark. That's the thing. Yeah, of course he is. Just a kick for goal. Can't kick it straight for goal. Yeah, and, tell you what, but he can kick it a fucking mile. Yeah. So a full back with a strong mark that can body out someone like Tom Hawkins and kick it pretty much square to square. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. That's, Tell that's me, is any different than um, you know Sauce Bottle for um, uh, Merritt for yeah. the Brisbane Lions? It's true. Like, who's you know he's playing that position? I, yeah. I reckon he'd be good for it. Yeah. Um, and you know they got Darcy Moore now, who's looking like um, he's he slotted in well for his first year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's reading the play well, which that's you know reading the play and um, getting up to speed. Yeah, is the hardest thing in your first year of footy. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he looked all right. He, uh, he, he didn't look have good. too bad. And I think they, they've got a promising midfield, especially if um, they can manage their stars, their aging stars, by filling in the roles that they traditionally played with these young group that's coming yeah. through and free up those players to play a bit loose. Almost like you get um, someone like Swan or Penelbury to play almost like a Delelio role where they'll go across half-back, a push-forward, uh, kick goals. Jimmy Bartell. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Bartell or something like that. Yeah, if but, they- for impact, they can go in the middle and pretty much turn the game on its head too. Well, at the moment, those two play, I'm going to guess, 90% in the midfield and maybe rest up forward. Probably, yeah. Maybe they play 66% in the midfield and rest up back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Um, yep. They're still obviously very smart footballers and they can direct the, yeah. the young guys around. And I think you could probably get another couple of years out of those guys if you can take a bit of the workload off their shoulders. And I think this game proved that the young kids are more than capable of taking that on and, and being successful. Absolutely. Oh, it was. They showed a lot, Collingwood. Um, yeah. The Cats really had uh, only one bright one light. One story. Yep. One story, and yep. it was the story of the weekend, Isn't as far it? as I'm concerned. You couldn't ask for any more from Menzel. Yep. Exactly. Kicking four, including the Cats first, yep. which was he absolutely burned his teammate. Is uh, I forget who the teammate was. About twenty meters oh, in front no. of him, all alone. <laughs> yep. like, nah, mate. Nah, son. Been waiting four fucking years for this. Yep. Had four knee recos. <laughs> I'm slotting this one through. I tell you what, I reckon he's got some adamantium put into that knee. I reckon. I reckon he's almost got like Blade Runners things chucked in there because he almost <laughs> took a hanger. Well, I think he did take he a hanger. Take didn't a he? hanger in the fourth. He yeah. took it on his fingertips. It's a mark of the year contender, I believe. So, well, it's the emotional mark of the year. Yeah, by a mile. Yeah. 
Um, look, I, I reckon they should have carried him off the ground. Give him a lap of honour. I don't care if he got done tell you by what, After that performance, he might have needed to be carried off the ground. He's <laughs> seized up. Get a WD-40 on the old knee replacement there. I don't think it's a knee replacement, but may as well. Uh, he may as well be. He's probably I, I, th- a- I think he's got like halfway for a replacement. They've taken half of it out. Yeah. They're just willing to put something back in. Um, he's probably got that many cadavers um, <laughs> in his knee that he's you know hearing the voices yeah. of ten different men <laughs> possessing him. It's almost like having too many people on the field, really. <laughs> uh, didn't help him on the night, but geez, it's, I, he'd be happy to get a kick, I reckon. Yeah, he's ended up booting four. Yeah, and at a point where um, going to be some probably wholesale changes at Geelong at the end of the year. Well, he's definitely put a. a sort of light bulb above his head and gone I've got to stay they were never going to get rid of him yeah. just purely for the emotional side of it and mate we've we've paid, paid a lot of money <laughs> we've paid so much fucking yeah. money for these knees we, yeah. we're going to at least get another year out of them um, but all the talk on Geelong was which of their over 30 stars are going to stay uh, which are going to be retire, uh, yeah. retired which are going to be forced to retire and which are going to be um, moved on and might find a place at another um, town yep. now on the way uh, here, I was listening to SEN, and they said that every day, uh, every Monday, um, teams release their media schedule for the week. So, yep. you know, coach will talk here, we'll talk about this there, we'll talk about that there. Yep. Um, and Geelong are very diligent, and they're the most organised. Yep. And, you know, Chris Scott will speak on Tuesday, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, they released theirs and said, uh, Scott will be talking to BC. To be... TBC. To be To be be confirmed. confirmed, In other words, they haven't organised yet, (laughs) which means they don't know themselves yet. They've still got to have those talks. Yeah. Um, So that was a long way to get to that that result. Yeah. Um, So I I really believe that they're still half and half. I do as well. And I think uh, you want to take your full sort of measure with making these decisions as well. Um, They've made hard calls in the past. Yeah. But I think it's it's a very sort of touch and go between having a list that... um, you're going to be able to move forward with and plan out your next five years or something. Yeah. But also, you don't want to break morale of the team and also your supporters by having the mass withdrawal of your stars. Yeah, of course you do. And we've seen that happen um, yeah. at other clubs. Where they just go, everyone over 27, fuck off. Yeah. Um, you lose, like you say, morale, but you also lose a fair amount of footy smarts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's something that Geelong, like you said, have um, managed it well because they've had an embarrassment of riches Yeah, uh, yep. when it comes to those two and three time premiership players yeah. Yep. Um, yeah and I think they've done it the right way too like when they uh, two years ago they said Chappie you're finished yep. but we want you to come to the best and fairest night give a speech mate you're, you're loved by everyone you're, yeah. you're welcome here you're part of our fabric yep. you have got a contract but you've got a place yep. and, yeah. you know, I think that's a good way to do it Posy Adley was the same he sort of yeah. uh, moved on and I think it's fair to say Chappie would be welcome back there with open arms now that he's retired from the Bombers. Yeah. I dare say he'd be looking at coaching. Slot back in there, yeah, yeah. as assistant coach. And- so let's go through them um, and see what do you think they're going to do. Start off with Stevie J. I think they'll keep him. I think just because he's done just enough, I think. Just I enough. I think so too, especially after coming back in the last two or three games. Yeah, like yeah. The game against, I mean, they've, they've lost them. Yeah. Uh, those games but, yeah. um, the game against Hawthorne he played really well I think he kicked three or four and yep. um, would he kick uh, kicked another one on, on this one um, yeah. in the draw he had that big uh, uh, botched it in the goal square for the, yeah. the missed goal of the year that was the best from but-, but he came back and kicked the ripper from the boundary line yep. you know, five minutes later I reckon so too and, and at the start of the year I said he was finished but yeah. He's just done enough, I reckon. See, you hang on to him. Halfway through the season, all was the same. Or well, even, you know, probably up to maybe four weeks ago. Yeah. That could have been halfway. Fuck knows. But, um, yeah, I was about the same where I thought, yeah, 
probably gone, probably gone. But when you look at who you're going to put, put into that place, there's no one that really jumps to mind. So uh, you have to it's wait. a crumbing forward. Yeah, you have to wait for someone to put, put their hand up and say that they're going to be the player to take over that role, and then yeah. they're going to be able to learn from Stevie J. But I, give, I think you give him year contracts. Um, and it's been well documented that he's done every coaching course he can. So right. I think that um, they'd migrate him into that role. Yeah. It's whether yeah. If, if he's happy to say, you know, mate, you're going to play 12 to 14 games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll manage it through that way. And um, it could also be worth having him almost transition from, like have a transitionary year from player to coach. That makes yeah. sense. So yeah, a lot, a lot you give him directional uh, directional advice and he implements on the field almost like a, give him responsibility yeah as a development coach you know like we we're talking about how almost like Hawthorne do with Hodgie where he'll almost be at that half back line yeah. and dictating strategies and setups and I think you see something similar for, for Stevie if he's going to transition transition into a coaching role after he retires okay 300 gamer James Kelly I think he's gone I think so too I think he's gone yeah um, he looked old he looked did look to touch behind the play. I think he's been subbed out a few games this year yep. as well. Yeah. Um, because he has looked that little bit slow. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gets picked up by anybody else either. If he wants to go on, I don't think anybody really nah. is uh, that interested. Yeah. And I don't see what role he would have next year in that team. Like, no. he can hold his own, but there are other people that can do the same in that role yeah. at the moment. So, and he's not really going to teach someone how to play that role. I mean, I don't think, there. I don't think you put him in Geelong's top 10. No. Um, no. he's probably in that. 11 to 15 bracket um, you want somebody else to come in I think yeah um, Corey Enright gone I think he will if if he really put his foot down yep. and said I want to play yeah. I think they could still play him because he's yeah. still good enough yeah I reckon he's more or less hinted that he wants to go out um, if he goes out now I think it's the right time for it to go yeah. next year it could be a year too late See, I think it's just the position that he plays. I think they've got people who can come in and fill those roles. Yeah. And you look at how you're going to set a game plan for one year, two years ahead with yep. those players. I think he'll be happy to retire. He's got his 300. He's yep. got his three premierships. Um, there's nothing nothing more he needs to prove. Yep. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy Bartell. I think you keep him because he's good at plugging holes across your field. Yep. So I think um, he could be sort of... I think he's definitely starting starting um, 18. Team. Starting on yeah. the field. Yeah, yeah starting on the field. Um, if not, I think he'll be probably the best sub to ever come into the game. Yep. But um, I think there's still somewhere, because they're going to have lots of holes next year. I think Jimmy's still somewhere, someone you can slot in. Um, I think Jimmy is somebody you go and say, mate, it's your call. You, yep. If you want to go, we yeah. won't stand your way. If you want to stay, you've got a spot. Yep. Um, there's a little caveat with Bartel, though, in that he's had a lot of head knocks. Yeah, that's so, true, actually. But you go to him and say... What do you want? You know, if yeah. you, mate, you'll get a job at any club, yeah, um, yeah. Know, off the field, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think you 100% leave it up to him and you go, you ready? You want to go? Yep, yeah, you got a job, yep. Uh, Mackie, that's a tough one. He's 30, that's I think he's just one. 30. I, th- I think you probably have to keep him just so you don't completely rape your team from um, sort of key, key positions. I agree, so, yeah, yeah, I keep him. I think he's played good enough. Um, you get another. You might get another two years out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think he's still yeah got something to offer that there's no one immediately going to jump in that spot and do what he does. And to be honest, a lot of it could break down to what happens in the trade period as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, actually, that's true. If they get 
you know, Dangerfield and they're talking about Henderson and, yeah. and fuck knows who else. If they lose Motlop, or, yep. yeah, you can really yep. change things up. Yeah, they're looking at, yeah, and that could be a sort of a factor that might force Stevie J out because they can't afford to keep yeah. him on there. Who knows? If they lose Motlop, you've got to keep Stevie J. Yeah, exactly. There goes your yeah. X factor up forward. Look, I think they'll probably keep Motlop over Stevie J just because they've got a few extra years on him. I think Motlop's um, hinted that he's going to sign on anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I, I doubt he was linked at North for, you know, yeah. one stage, but. Nah, I reckon he's going to stay. Yep. Um, Dangerfield, who fucking knows? Yeah, I got no idea with that one. I, I still say he's going to stay in Adelaide, but you know it, it's hard to hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so after that game, the rest of the weekend was, I'm going to say, the worst weekend of football I can ever remember. For the games I watched, yeah, absolutely terrible, uh, terrible. So, so Saturday, um, we tried to pull the big uh, for, like I said on online, the. It's a big achievement for a married man to try and pull two games on a Saturday yep. late in the season. Um, so for starters, I went in early to watch the Hawthorne game on TV at Etihad. Yeah, that's right. Went to the North uh, Bulldogs game at Etihad, then across to Richmond Essendon at MCG. Yep. Not one of those three games did I see the final siren. Yep. <laughs> Not one. Yep. And didn't miss it. Not at all. Uh, and the thing is, even with the, the Tigers-Essendon one, it was Chappie's last game, but I mean, it was for the Bombers. Yeah. So like, I didn't feel well any uh, obligation to stay there at all for that one. As a Hawthorne supporter, I went there just to make sure he's retired. As a Richmond supporter, I went there because um, it could be one of the few opportunities uh, so I have left to watch us win. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the games, uh, Giants versus Carlton. Carlton were there for a little bit and then just went, nah, fuck this. Yeah. And by half time, they checked out and Giants had a bit of a feast. I think uh, Cameron kicked six or seven. Seven goals in the in the sec, all in the second half, and um, I think Chalor got twenty eight disposals, led the led the game. I think. Yeah, check that. Uh, he definitely led um, uh, Giants. Yeah, uh, but Patrick Cripps just put his yeah. stamp on for the uh, Rising Star Award. I he, think he's got it in the bag. Yeah. Now. Also, Chalor kicked three goals. I think it's going to be hard to hold on to him. End this year, well, he's always he's been linked to Collingwood from the from the get go. Yeah, but, I mean everybody who's up is linked to Collingwood. Yeah, so that's just neither here nor there. I think the fact that GWS has signed everybody else, yeah, um, is sort of the yep. same thing happened with Hawthorne uh, in the year that uh, Franklin yep. was rumored to go. They signed everyone, and you're like, well, yeah, exactly. See what's going on here, <laughs> especially someone like GWS where. If you want to get big bucks, you get signed first because that cap room that like, gets taken up pretty quick. That that, that cola doesn't get stretched that far. Yeah, and Carlton re-signed, re-signed Ed Kernow. Ed Kernow. Which I thought was pretty fucking amazing for Carlton to be able to manage that. Uh, if I was him, I'd be out of there. He's had a great year, though. Um, I thought he's one of the very few shining lights for them. He's Look, given his all. Um, I remember in round one, we went uh, and we sat on the fence. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cade Simpson, he was giving shit to Kerno all night, yeah. yelling at him. Yeah. Um, so it's good that you know he turned into a bit of a tagger, he turned into an annoyance, yeah. and did his job. And look, I think that if he hadn't been injured, I think he'd be just about a superstar. We'd be speaking to him the same as speak of Shields and um, um, Trelaw and those yeah. players, those young guns, because he had a, a breakout season with his uh, maiden season. And just had that injury that just sort yeah. of really held you up, put the kibosh on on his progression, and sort of took him took his name out of the hat for those young guns coming through. We got Hogan, you got Chaloy Shields, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, if I was him, I would have been the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, they've got Bolden now. Um, yeah, Brendan yep. is their coach. He can't stay that happy for an entire year. Not at Carlton. all. Not at all. Jesus, poor bastard. 
And that's, that's the other thing I was thinking of. When you look at um, teams like GWS, who are a very young team, and they're not playing finals, and just uh, had me thinking about what you do in the off-season to train these kids. And obviously, we listened to Rogan's podcast a bit, and he bangs on about Marv um, Marinovic and his training with plyometrics and yep. whatever they've got out there, Eastern Block uh, uh, research, whatever they do. Um, I'd like to see someone like Daniel Shield go over there and just see what difference that makes to playing AFL. Yeah. Like that um, flexibility and power-based training. Uh, see what difference you can make to a young gun like Shield who's built big yeah, and could do the hard stuff. But imagine he, if he could sort of leap over someone, that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, just see what sort of effect it has on a young 20-something-year-old kid who's got the, already got the build, yeah. but just to give him that proper specialized training. I'd love to see him send him someone like that over there. It, you're running a big experiment where you take one of your absolute guns yeah. who's trending, you know, like he's going to be a superstar. Yeah. He, he looks like um, a 10% bigger Daniel Kerr. Yeah, I reckon. yeah, exactly. Yeah, And plays. That's a good yeah. point, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... A lot of them do, you know, the altitude training and overseas yeah. and off to fucking Germany or wherever they go. Because I know they go to, to Vegas and that. Uh, Vegas to go to... Arizona. Arizona to do the dry... In Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado do the altitude. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Nick Kirsten might operate out of Vegas. Um, so just that, that that different style of training. And you see the results in other um, sports like NFL, yep. um, baseball, um, mixed martial arts. I'd be really interested to see how it how it goes with AFL because I think it's more applicable to the, this sport than it is to those other sports or not mixed martial arts but I think definitely NFL you'll get more out of it from an AFL perspective than that I remember years ago um, Nick Maxwell was talking about uh, how Collingwood always went overseas yeah. you know and he said you know how much of a difference does it really make he goes it might make one or two percent difference yeah. but that's one or two percent like yeah. that can win you a lot of games yeah, and exactly. that's how tight the AFL is yeah. so it doesn't need to be a massive change or anything like that yeah um, while you're on that I read during the week I think on Luke Hodge he was talking to somebody at at the club yep. it might, actually it might have been Adam Simpson um, years ago and he said uh, he told him that during at the end of his career in order to prolong his career he dropped a kilo a year so oh, okay. he went from his standard playing weight he said mate just you got to take a, take a a little yep. bit off because you're older it'll take you longer and, yeah. and everything so that's what um, he's done to try and prolong his career yeah. Um, yeah I reckon you can see it when you compare him to a couple of years ago he's um, slimmed down a little yeah, bit and definitely. the game's changed as well yeah so, you know, and, all and these his guys role's changed as well so I think what he does now is probably easier to do with a bit trimmed yeah. down he's not doing as much hard stuff as he's well you know well, besides getting he's trying suspended. to but <laughs> <laughs> not working out um, Hawthorne Brisbane uh, I my big experience with this game was uh, I was training it into Etihad while this yep. game was on, listening to it on the radio, and I went, hang on a minute, I got AFL Life Pass on my phone, yeah. I'm fucking watching this game on a train. Yep. i tell you what, it was one of the most indulgent little train trips. I felt really? like this is the fucking future. Yeah. It was awesome. I had my own little indulgent train trip into that, that one, catching uh, the... Frankston line? No, 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 I didn't catch the I caught Frankston line out, but in I catch the Pakenham um, fucking... Cranburn one from Noble Park Station, right, which is just Dodgeville Central. Yeah. Like, and so I was sit, sat, sat on the train, caught, caught it in, and listened to the couple behind me talk about their impending drug bill deal from Richmond, and if they're going to be there, how long they're going to wait, how much money they're going to make out of this one, about how Sharon has just bought an ounce and she must have some dollars running around in her pocket. And I'm thinking, Jesus, guys, like you must be fucked up if you're saying this out loud on a train, or just no cares, just no cares at all. Yeah, so that was my little indulgent. Uh, sort of spying on my train trip in. 
I was, I was, it was funny because I was... It worked out well for him too. When I was listening to the radio, I'm like, Jesus, Brisbane have kicked, you know, I think they kicked four in a row or something like that. Hawthorne yeah. kicked a goal in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is going to be ugly. Yeah. And then Brisbane came out and you're like, oh, this could be the big shock, you know? Yep. Um, and then I actually got to watch the game and go, right, Hawks got the breeze this quarter. I went, oh, okay. Yeah. And they kicked 10 and the game's over. And I think the Hawks... See, they needed a win, but I thought an easy win like that, I don't think it really did them many favours. I think well, they've had a couple of, you know, tough losses um, in the last, was it, four weeks or yeah, five I mean, weeks, something like that. Yeah, Richmond and Port were their tough losses. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I had a little bit of a theory. I thought next week they're in the VFL, you've got um, Box Hill versus Footscray. Footscray, yeah. Footscray, yeah. Footscray in the first round of the finals. Yep. You're playing Carlton. What if you dropped a couple of your players who are a bit struggling for form, give them that uh, finals pressure in the Bs, you're in the double chance there. So if you win that game, um, your, your team will be rested in the Bs and some of those players that you've played in the As, sort of to swap, obviously yeah. you bring people up, it'll give a better experience to the ones from the VFL coming up to A-grade playing Carlton to get them the match fitness for AFL, give you options going to the finals. And also give some finals experience to your players who have just dropped off a bit in the AFL. Yeah. yeah it's an interesting way to do it. I mean, you'd expect that they'd rest one or two. Yeah. Just because they've got a lot of players that are over 30, for starters. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Hawthorne showed last year that they don't care about the VFL. Yeah. I mean, they rested, yeah, exactly. rested players out of the grand final just yep. in case they were needed yep. for, the, for the big one. Um, and the other thing I mentioned, like uh, Box Hill uh, in the VFL finished in the, with a minor premiership yep. again. Uh, the Box Hill Development League, which yep. is the one below VFL, right. finished undefeated. Wow. And they play finals, yeah. um, obviously, this week as well. Cause the other so thing is, they've got a lot of, um, you know, the the depth is there. Yeah. Because I, I watched, um, obviously, it was a pretty shit round AFL. I actually watched the Werribee versus Fitzroy, uh, Footscray game Footscray, yeah. on TV. That was a fucking cracker. Yeah. That was a really good game. I'm glad that the state leagues are getting televised yeah. more this year. Yeah, and it was out at... Fucking, what's the shit airport? Avalon? Avalon Airport? Oh, was it? Yeah, that's where it was. And they still got a decent crowd there. I think it's like 15 bucks to get in or something too. And they still had a pretty decent crowd there. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that the Bulldogs showed they got a lot of depth because of course they, they had a really good team well, going into that game. Reigning premiers in the VFL too, don't yeah. forget. And like Tommy Boyden there played a blinder. Kicked kick their winning goal and just looked so crisp with his foot passing. I wonder if you get a call up. I think, I think he's... It depends. I think it's going to be a match-up game because the Bulldogs have been doing well well running with sort yeah. of smaller teams. But when you come up against those big big teams with big um, key key positions, yeah, I think they've got the depth there to be able to cover those those well, teams. Scoring hasn't been their problem. I mean, yeah, Stringer's had it on a string. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Cramery's um, been been good for him as well. Yeah, but they had Minson and um, Boyd in B's. Yeah, I don't think Minson's going to get a game in the A's. Yeah, I think Boyd. He's- Boyd definitely dominated that game. Also, um, Young Goods. Young Goods had a blinder as well. Uh, what's his name? Bre- I can't remember. Brett Goods. Brett, Brett Goods. Brett Goods, yeah. 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 You, I think he won the, the medal for yeah, the BFL last year. Because that, that game came really close, and Tom Boyd actually kicked the winning goal for the for Footscray. Um, out of contested possession in the forward lines, just managed to muscle his way through, pick it up. But Goods also um, performed very well under pressure. Uh, they were behind by like five points. Yep. Could have been maybe a minute remaining yeah. in their back line. A good set it, set it up for a push forward and got him, got him the win. So I think... He's probably one of those players that VFL's his level. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, I think he's played uh, two or three games yeah. in the scenes this year. Because also, Hawks will play um, Footscray, Footscray next week in the VFL. Yep. And the Footscray, Footscray team is packed with AFL stars. So it's not like it's going to be a true B-grade squad. So well, you're still going to have an AFL sort of type of match. Um, the, the good thing is that 
both teams uh, in the finals yeah. um, in VFL and AFL. Yep. So uh, the longer you go into the finals, you've got your depth players yeah. still playing finals footy yep. um, somewhere else. So they're kept in touch, um, you know, kept in good nick. Yeah. It's, you know, you, can't, you can only do so much on the running track. Yeah. There's nothing that beats exactly. match fitness. And that's what I was thinking. If you give a couple of people, you know, because finals is different. You get up better for finals than yeah, you do for a, a round that doesn't really mean much. So I thought just giving a couple of players a little bit of final experience before the final start yeah. could be a step in the right direction, especially playing Footscray, who are going to have AFL stars in that team. So it's not yeah. going to be a true big rate team. And uh, Hawthorne beat Brisbane. Yep. Um, that's about all we need to say about yeah. that. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else interesting Did at all that happened? Brent Staker, have you retired? Yeah, he played in the, in the Neeful. Did he? Um, I, I think they got up for a win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does he get one more game in the A's? No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think he will. Uh, well, I mean... Um, by what I saw on Twitter, it looked like there was his send-off in the Neeful. Right. Because um, I don't think the Lions are playing finals. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. So there, there was a lot of, you know, um, I, I think he might have been, you know, farewelled from the from the ground yep. at that game. Okay. Well, all the best to him anyway. Yeah. Good on you, Badger. And thanks for saying hello on Twitter yeah. to us as well. Um, so we uh, highlighted last week that Bulldogs versus North could be one of the games of the round. Yeah. Fuck, it was ordinary. Wasn't it? It was It was shit-ass. It was, shit-ass. It was pathetic. <laughs> the skill level in the first half, especially. Yep. What was it? Five goals to, I don't know, four or something at halftime. Um, something was, like that, yeah. But it was just looking for anything to be interested in this game. Yeah. And like we said, we didn't even really care that much where we sat. We sat yeah. there for... We're in the nosebleeds next to one of the scoreboards. Yep. And I think for half the time we spent... We spent discussing, it's actually not a bad view for the UFC that's going to be there in November. UFC 193 is going to yeah. be there, and, you know, Ronda's headlining it now. Yep. And, we were, yeah, I was looking at the center circle. I'm like, yeah, I could watch a fight Pretty decent, yeah. yeah. I reckon definitely, like, the nosebleeds uh, Eddie had would be pretty good for UFC. I think I'd rather be in the nosebleeds than 20 rows back on the ground. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, because then you got all fuckheads in front of you and stuff like that. At least you also, in the got, the, you also got the posts on the fence as well. The, apparently, they just fuck up your view. Ah, uh, on the octagon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we spent most of the time thinking uh, also um, about the UFC when it's at Eddie Had. It's a long walk in. Yeah, it's like, huge. You want to make sure that your song's on a loop. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like Ali versus Foreman. Yeah. Just that huge run in. I can see the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, he's keep oh. running. And, oh. I love that. Did like a sting just drop from the from the ceiling from the, <laughs> the rafters. Yep. I don't think just, just don't own hard it. Just don't own hard it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that Dana's. Um, he doesn't really like them doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when they walk in, um, <laughs> yep. he just likes the dark tunnel. But uh, oh, does he really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always has to go when they try and do something silly when they yeah. walk in. I yep. remember when James Tahuna yeah. uh, did the uh, Men in Black. That's right. Yeah. He said, "Actually, no, that was okay. Yeah, that, that was quite a fun. Yeah, that was pretty. Can't cool. do that anymore either. You got to have the Reebok kit on. Yep. Yeah. Actually, just." Another really strange one. You see Reebok are selling used fighter kits on their official website. Are they? You can buy Michelle Waterson's used fight trunks. Yeah, you can sniff Ooh. Michelle Waterson's dirty vagina after a fight. <laughs> yeah. You can buy Ronda's as well. Cost you 10 grand. Yeah, I was going to say. 10 grand. Yeah. How much is that in yen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they're going to. It'll be like a vending machine down in Tokyo or something. <laughs> Honda Housie. <laughs> uh, um. I think I was looking at the votes for the age um, today for this game, and they gave Goldstein best on ground. But did they? It was really hard to uh, best or second. I think he was. 
I don't think he had that great of a game, um, which is a bit of a shame because he's hopefully pushing for a um, Brownlow. But it was just so hard to watch. But here's the thing is that Goldstein, he dominated the ruck, but they lost everything around it, if that makes sense. So, so he won the hit-outs, but not hit-outs to advantage, you're saying? Yeah, I, th- oh, I think, yeah, it was like hit-outs. I think he had, he won 54-20, but they lost the clearances 44-35. Um, what else did they lose? couple things in there. Uh, they lost contested possession. Contested possessions. They lost hit-outs and the clearances. Where's the clearances? Inside 50s. Clearances, clearances 44 to 35. 44 35. And so if you, I think it's almost a curse of the dominant ruckman because you've seen it with Sandlands, Sandlands a lot as well, well yeah. where you dominate the ruck and so the other team's strategy is purely defense from, from the tap-out. And so it seems like they get sharked way too often for being that dominant in the, the hit-outs. Yeah, I'm... It's it's always been the knock on Centrelands. Um, yeah, I think that sometimes you can try and overthink it, uh, yeah. and maybe you know if he just thumps it forward twenty meters, yep. yeah, you know what, that's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, essentially, at every ball up, if you gain twenty meters, you're doing all right. Because especially if you have got the wings behind you running forward as well, and then there's a couple extra on bowlers. Yeah, um, with Goldstein, I mean, his greatest asset is around the ground. Yeah, um, I'd love to see a stat of handball receives for Ruckman. Yep. Because yeah, 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 it's the old rule. You don't handball to a ruckman. Yep. Fuck that. Yep. But Goldstein, you can trust. Yep. Um, and yeah, he, he's pretty smart with the footy as well. as a half-decent kick. Actually, speaking about that, I'd like to see a stat for um, ruckman, or in general, disposals that you literally picked up off the ground yourself. So right. it's, loose not, ball it's not receiving. It's, yeah, loose ball gets and disposals. Yep. Yeah, is, that, is that actually a stat, is it? Yeah, loose ball there? gets. Oh, there yeah. you go. It's uh, the opposite of contested possessions. Glad someone's one step ahead of me then. <laughs> um, look, he's he's not a great midfielder, but yep. he's six foot ten or you know, exactly whatever he yeah, is. Exactly, um, and, and that's why he's um, looking at uh, going very deep in the Brownlow this year. Yeah. Um, also, I read today that uh, Sandlands and Goldstein are both online to break the season hit out record. Mm. Currently, with uh, Dempsey, yep, stood for twenty odd years. Yeah, so another record that they're both looking yep. to break this year because it's been a year of breaking records for the yeah. Ruckman and they're both likely to be um, the first to get a thousand hit outs for a year wow um, which you know is something it's I guess something, yeah. um, and I mean since they're both playing finals there's not much you can celebrate about the Ruckman you know what I mean they're not kicking the most goals and no. hit outs aren't really celebrated but when you're breaking records like that yeah, it's, it's still something. something you know what I mean Isn't it? I mean it's your job it's made me a tiny bit more interested in hit outs so yeah you know, it's, it's, it's been a lot of focus on Ruckman this year I think yeah. we might be having a bit of a resurgence in, in decent Ruckman and the other thing was we've been to watch a fair few North Melbourne games this year because yep. obviously Josh is North Melbourne um, Ben Brown I like he's the star of their future. I just can't understand why he's that good. But I think I figured it out this yep. this this um this match. I think he's managed to um gain complete control of his uncoordination. <laughs> I think like he doesn't coordinate whatever he does, but he doesn't fuck it up. He does it yep. perfect. I think it's like free throws in basketball where yep. you can have the most fucked up style ever. It doesn't matter. If you practice it enough, and it'll go in sooner or later. A bit like Charles Barkley teeing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it yep. works for you, okay. Yep. Yep, and yeah. so I think he's just practiced it enough and he's spent enough time out in the paddock and uh, he's just made that retard style work for him. <laughs> I was thinking, he he's goes, this is all I can do? That's what yeah. I'm going to do? He's a great um, timing in his yes. leap for marks. That's exactly what, what sort of made me think about it because yeah. he doesn't have that jump. It's like he's running and just trying to catch up to his body yeah. and he sticks his hands up there and just falls in there. But he, obviously, it's on purpose. He runs like Kerry Saxby. 
<laughs> he does, doesn't he? There's, there's an old one, old reference. Someone out there will get it. Yeah, sure. the old Walker from uh, the Olympics and you know, um, yep. the late show used to love Kerry Saxby. Yep. Um, and obviously he's got uh, a bit of height and long reach. Yeah. And whenever he marks it, he always marks it at full stretch. And the thing is, he marks it and straight away pivots and does the backwards run. Yeah, doesn't he? does it sensationally. Like, yep. he, he almost has a bigger stride running backwards than forwards. Yeah, go close. He is from Tasmania, so you'd yeah. expect that kind of... <laughs> That kind of trait. Well, feet facing forward and backwards works. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> got backwards knees. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say it again. Uh, I haven't had many predictions this year that have come well, but Robbie Tarrant was uh, was one of them. I said he's going to have a breakout year. Yeah. Um, I feel he had another great game. Yeah. Um, uh, cross half back, taking lots of uh, intercept marks as well. Um, it, I think for me it was especially. Um, uh, apparent on this game because Easton Woods up the other end yep. who's made those cutout marks across halfback his trademark this year. Yeah, yep. um, And I thought Robbie um, had a, a better game than he did. Yep. I, f- I find that Robbie's getting more confidence as the season goes on. He's being sort of more confident leaving his man, if that makes sense. Yep. He's not playing that true backman role. He's not afraid to push up forward and almost be your stopper in attack. So when the ball comes out, he's there and he'll be able to set it up. I just had a look. He's had 14 marks on the day. Now, a lot of them would have been uncontested you know, across yeah. the, the back line, but yep. no, nah, he had a great game. You've got to be um, there to take him. So yeah, Exactly right. Um, and Drew Petrie, I thought um, he, he uh, presented well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, which is, you know, in an ordinary game. And I yeah. cannot stress how ordinary this game was. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. It, uh, what we left five minutes into the final quarter? I think so, yeah. Um, Bulldogs kicked a quick two goals. We <laughs> I, went, yeah, I, fuck I this. think we were that confident. We actually started leaving when it got a bit close. I'm pretty yeah. sure we'll keep the goal. We're like, nah, fuck it. Well, that's out. right. We were going to leave it three-quarter time, yeah. and then we thought, we'll give it five minutes. And it was, and uh, the first ten minutes yeah. of the last quarter were good, was good footy. The contest was good, It was yeah. the only good footy for the day. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Bulldogs got out, and we went, you know. Yeah, we'll get the first bounce of the G. Get the first bounce of the G. Yep. Um, that was it. Oh, anyway, uh, you can't uh, sing the praises enough of Bulldogs. Everyone has. Um, yep. They've made a, a great year out of it. So we moved on to the G. Um Essendon and uh, Richmond. Um, nice light rain, so we had a choice of our seats. <laughs> yeah, we did. I For the first time, I watched a quarter in standing room. Yeah, no, I've watched whole games in the standing room. But, um, yeah, this one, to be honest, there's really not a whole, much, whole lot to say about it. it was, you know, for the weather, it was an all right game. It was it was all right. For the weather. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, if it, if it had been dry, I think... Jack Rewalt's got Mark of the Year twice. Yeah, he, he did an awesome job. What's funny about that is Jack took some nice marks. Hurley didn't have a bad game. Yeah, he Hurley played did well, well, well. Yeah, and that's it because Rewalt didn't kick any goals. I don't think for the no. game. I think he was, was no, a donut. Yeah, big donut. But did enough, presented himself, and um, Matt Thomas back again. I don't know if he's his first he, one back in or I think so. It's been his first for a while. Yeah, because I think he was a uh, pickup from Port Adelaide, I believe. Yeah, uh, a season or two ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, but, he had a pretty good first season, almost playing the role that... Um, Matty White? Matty White would play yeah. No, no not Matty White, sorry. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Across the half-back line there, just a tough in under, maybe pushing forward. Nah, Griggs or... Nah, shit, blonde-haired fella. Loston? Ellis? Nah, short fella. Oh, fucking hell. For, for Richmond? Yeah, for Richmond. I was thinking, you want to call him Knights, but he's not Knights. Knights, uh, he, he pulled the pin during the week too. Did he? You see that? No. Yeah, he just said, mate, look. It's done. Body's fucked. Body's fucked. Yeah. I've tried my best. I think he got 90 games out of himself. 
Really? That much? Uh, yeah. Um, he just said, you know, I think it's 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 time. Because he was only young too, I think. Um, yeah, but he's... Um, wasn't, wasn't too old. No, but we had that many bloody injuries. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Um, Matty Thomas's second game it was for Richmond. Uh, this season? Oh, yeah, there you go. This season, yeah. I thought he did, did a good account of himself. Play well. Um, probably not going to get a look in come finals time. Well, you'd say if it's if he's only had two games for the year, you would say no. But it's, it's a pretty decent game against shit opposition. The rain, yeah, nah, nah, no good. So I mean, Richmond play North next week, um, which there's yep. a little bit on the line for it. Yep. So if he gets a game for that, he can make a case for himself. Actually, against North, you might have him there because he's a bit of a smaller in and under player as well. We yeah. could match up with a couple of North players. So he's still got a bit of toe. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it Macintosh? Doing the soccer skills, yes, out was. on the wing, yeah, fantastic. It wasn't see. it beautiful and smart too? Because yep. you know, as soon as he bends down, he slows down. He's getting tackled. That's yep. the end of it. Yeah, um, just keep the ball in front and keep going forward. Yep, um, and then uh, you make your own luck in this yep. game. So when exactly. he's he's decided to you know uh, put it into the forward fifty and it's landed in uh, Martin's uh, hands, yeah, which I thought should have been a free kick for handball. <laughs> to be honest, um, <laughs> and. I think, like, if you're a professional, then you've got the right to claim those as intentional. Well, it's what he meant. Yeah, exactly. He meant to kick it yep. and to a Richmond player, yeah. and that's exactly what he did. Uh, so I'm all for um, just Macintosh, don't mark a ball ever again. Just play off the <laughs> ground. Yeah. Keep it on the ground. That's much better. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the crowd behind us, it's always, that's one thing you, you do miss when you, uh, if you don't go to the actual games. Yeah. Is um, instead of listening to the dribble from BT and fucking yeah. uh, what's his name Black Ops say that again, Luke yeah. Darcy, um, you get to listen to the dribble from drunken idiots behind you. Yep, still haven't figured out which team they go for. To be honest, because they're yeah. abusing both teams fairly equally. They were actually there was a couple of young fellows and oh, a bit hammered, having a good time. God yeah. bless them, but could not figure out which team they were going for. But maybe they were like us at the Bulldogs and North game where they didn't give a fuck either way. They were just out there to watch a bit of footy. See, that's what I don't get. Like, I'm an idiot because neither of my team... Uh, my team was neither of the teams Games. playing there. Yeah. You know what? I'll try that again. My team wasn't playing that night. Yeah. It's a much easier way to phrase it. Yeah. Um, yet, it's pissing out... Well, it's raining for most of the night. The footy's ordinary, and I'm still there. Yeah. It's because when you're married and you make plans, you fucking <laughs> stick to them. You don't know where you're going to get another chance. And I tell you what, you're in the right section, because I don't know if you noticed, but about three rows down to the left, another bloke in a Hawks jacket. Oh, every game, I see somebody in a Hawthorne. Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're, we're everywhere. We might not go to Etihad, but... I think he was working on the same principle as you. Just... <laughs> I've got the pass. Yep. I'm going to fucking use I'm, it. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> um, Jeez, I don't know why, but they had something against Backman wearing long sleeves. Yeah, all night. That's Especially, all they got about too yeah. many long sleeves in that back line. Yeah, not swearing. Um, yeah, exactly. Just I thought Spring Fashion Week started. Ah, they were Melbourne supporters. <laughs> <That's what else. laughs> um, and calling Britain got a Gargamel, which I've heard before. And yeah, if, if you colour his hair black, yeah, put a bigger nose on him. Maybe he's Gargamel. I think they gave him a spray about his long sleeves. He was one of the main. Main uh, targets, McKernan did pretty well. Again, uh, he's done everything that's been asked of him um, whenever he's uh, come back into the side. I think it was pretty much straight after we put his head on the chopping block. He started to come good. Yeah, it wasn't me. I yeah, Actually, I, I thought he wasn't even good enough to be on the chopping block. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was me because <laughs> I just researched him like that day. So. I thought he wasn't even that good. <laughs> I was um, like, I've got to put someone on the chopping block. Who's going to be? Look, 
Essendon, before Heard left, they flagged that there was going to be lots of changes to their list. Um, yeah. I think he's the type of player you want around because he's going to give you effort. Yeah. If Even if he's not in your best 22, he's going to push the guys that are in your best 22. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially because they've been struggling with the ruck stocks all year. Uh, I don't he's struggling with motivation as well. But he's someone who comes out and seems to get up for the games. Um, when... Because uh, Chappie retired, he was on the Sunday footy show, and he was talking about it. He goes, you know, obviously I wasn't involved in it, but they're my teammates, and it just saps them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the court date's in November this year. Yeah. And um, let's be honest, it's not going to be the last one. Oh, the way it's been going, who knows? Now that Wilder have taken over and gone, well, we're not satisfied with what you have been running this fucking dog and pony show. We'll, we'll take over from go. you. Yep. Um, well, McKernan got 31 hitouts, um, which is not bad because... Um, He's against on a wet night. Yeah, you know he's against Marrick, who isn't that um, athletic, yeah. tall um, ruckman. So it's somebody yeah. that he can probably match up well against. Yep. Um, and he got uh, he got more of the ball than uh, Marrick did on the on the night. So yeah, that's yeah, not a bad effort from him. I did well. Presented himself. Um, sorry, did a good presentation of himself in the ruck yeah. role. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, but uh, yeah, Essendon just uh, gliding through to the end of the season. They can't yeah. wait for it. I think no. And it was a sling tackle on someone on the audio. Oh yeah, uh, that was Courtney Dempsey. That's right. Um, yeah. It was it was a German suplex, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was a beautiful suplex too. Very like okay, he's been referred direct to the tribunal, yeah. uh, which is the right thing to do, and they'll give him three or four games. Yeah. Um, but it's very weird afterward because Dempsey knew he fucked up and yeah. he went, "I'm going to hold him still." Yeah. But the Richmond players wanted to drag him off and you know give him a scene too. Yeah. So it was that. <laughs> Mixture where, guys, one of you has to let go. Yeah. yeah. You'd like to think that the Richmond guys are going, okay, let's take care of him first. Yeah. Let's take yeah. care of Lids, make sure yeah. he's all right. Then we'll go knock his block off. Yeah. But they just, they wanted to do the, knock the block off first. But um, anyway, yeah, what, what can you do? They did, yeah. But, I mean, it was a harsh tackle, but you give him probably a couple of weeks. And... Yeah, I mean, what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. He's probably going to get a suspended sentence it's anyway like from It's like kicking Wilder. a dead puppy at this point, yeah. isn't it? With the what, does he, what does he care? He starts Mad Monday. He could have his own Mad Monday yeah. by himself. <laughs> um, him and Chappie. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. Off. Even, actually, there's a fair few retirees. They probably have a, a full street worth of bar crawls. Yeah. Um, it, it is interesting this time of year when you hear all the players that are pulling the pin. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, as teams have their last home game, is yeah. generally when yep. the players pull it up. Um, do you reckon Chappie um, will go to Mad Monday at Essendon and Geelong? I think Chappie's earned the right to where the fuck he wants. Why not? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Get a cab halfway across. Because yep. um, let's face it, he's played two seasons at Essendon and 50. And I mean, let's be honest, Essendon been looking forward to Mad Monday for like 23 weeks now. <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> um, oh, we can even talk about uh, Gold Coast versus Port. Um, there was a melee. That was oh, yeah. the only thing exciting that happened in this game. Yeah, there was. He saw a few punches thrown on the ground there. Got away with them too, which is yeah. very surprising. Well, to be honest, he would have been lucky to start his lawnmower with those punches. <laughs> little fucking shit house. Yeah, just hey, yeah, almost could have been mistaken for finger painting. Really, um, it's 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 a lost art to the AFL. Oh yeah, I know. But UFC coming to Melbourne uh, November. There was a good punch in the the women's game earlier on in the year. Was there? Yeah, huh. right in the bread basket. It was in the middle of a pack. Right in the bread basket. Yep. She she got a warning for it. She either went too high or too low. Yep. Um, she uh, I've forgotten the, <laughs> the player's name, but I look, I looked her up on um, Twitter to find yep. out who it was. Um, so had the uh, um, indignity of being the first female r- reported. Um, oh really? Got off with a warning anyway. So what God the bless that lady. <laughs> Um, 
So Port Adelaide, again, finishing off their season strong. Yeah. Um, and they'll just be going, oh, see, we could have done this. If we were in the finals, we would have made a difference. Yeah. yeah well. It's almost more insulting to your fans when you, yeah. when, you, when you do this. See what you could have done. Yeah. It's like, we're out of the finals now. All right, we'll start playing good now. Start demolishing all the best teams. Well, not the best teams, but we'll start playing like one of the best teams. Sam Gray has gone from a oh, joke God. to... Oh, my God. Could be a gun. And so I, I hope he fucking hates his brother. <laughs> yeah. I hope he fucking they just hate each other and he puts him for a trade. Gets picked up by a nice Melbourne team like Richmond. Have you seen um, a league of their own? Yes. Yeah, like the two well, sisters that yes. play. Yeah, I think I think the younger one's name was Kit. Kit, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she goes off to play yeah. against the, the old one was Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's Kit. Yep, fucking knows. Kit Gray. Kit Gray. We've got him named now. All right. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope they have a big falling out. And Kit just goes, no, nah, fuck it. Packing up, going to Melbourne, get fucked, family. No, Robbie says, that's it. I can't play with my brother. Trade me. And they trade Sam instead. Yeah, yes. That's, the, that's exactly the way it should go. And then Madonna sings or something? I don't know. Um, that's, uh, yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, Madonna can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with this game, you just look at the stats and it tells the whole the whole sort of story of it. You've got 28 scoring shots, 16. Gold Coast, they won the stoppages. They won the clearances. And they got hammered on inside 50s. So they did nothing with it. Exactly. So and I think Port, 21 more disposals, 23 more tackles, 19 more contested possessions. They just wanted it more. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Which, you know, again, what are you playing for? You're playing for yeah. pride. Um, a few people might be playing for contracts. But uh, with the Suns, they got most people signed up. And it's guys like Charlie Dixon that are still thinking about where they're going to go next yeah. year. Unless he knows already. And every chance he could. And look, I think the, the one sort of shining light for the Gold Coast in this one was that Took Miller has continued to impress. Uh, I think he yeah. came in halfway through the season or something like that. He didn't play the whole season, did he? Uh, no, or, or if he didn't play any good until oh, okay. about round eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, but he's come in, he's had nine tackles and eight disposals, and just in these games, he never gives up. I yeah. think he's been one of those players that have shown that he wants to be there, he's going to be a leader, and he's always going to give 100%, not, not distracted from whatever's going on in that club. Yeah, it's it's good to get um, the guys in um, uh, like that that are hungry for it. Um, yeah. And Saad's obviously been their other big um, uh, yeah. Yeah. first-year player, um, yeah. although he's he's out injured as well. Um, and Gold Coast has struggled for that, you know, keeping players on the park. Yeah. Even had um, one of their – is it one of the Gold Coast assistant coaches? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was um, Nigel Lappin played oh. in their reserves team. Are you serious? Well, maybe he's, really? he's a reserves assistant coach. Huh. They're running out of men. So oh, shit. you had to go you borrow... the boots on? Yeah, borrowed a pair of boots. Huh. Went out and had a couple of kicks and then... Fair enough. And then blew up after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure he's like a reserves assistant coach or, or something like that. So I was watching one of the Sunday footy shows or something and I can't remember who the Hawks player was. He was on there with Hodgie and he was saying that when he was younger... Um, uh, he was a fellow that went to Sydney from, uh, I think it was a Frio. No, he went to Gold Coast from Frio. Fucking, not Mal- Mal- Malcheski, I think. Uh, Sydney from, he went to the was, Gold Coast from Sydney. Yeah, it was Malcheski. Malcheski. Malcheski, yeah. 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 Um, saying that when he was younger, he, he was around his house one time, left his boots there. Right. He said he used them for four years. <laughs> he said he was a student, had no money. Yeah. So he left his boots, so he's like, well, I just won't give these back. Yeah. So he just wore his boots for a couple of years. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> Got him through his poor uni, uni career. Good job. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, Port uh, left a rue. You know what? What was the season that could have been? Yep. Um, they need to go deep next year. They'll get an easier draw. Yep. Out of this. Um, having said that, I mean the the hardest part of their draw was playing Hawthorne twice, and they beat yeah. it twice. So 
Look, I think they're missing play. a couple of big, strong men in their key positions. Size. Yeah, yeah size, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Ollie Wines only played half a dozen games this yeah, year. Yeah, I wouldn't call him really. Oh, he's a box. Yeah, but not the person I'm, I'm kind of thinking of. I'm thinking you need someone more in the line of like a uh, Tom Hawkins or that sort of build, even like a, a cloak if you play him down back, yeah. but to fill in key positions so that they're going to be sort of attractive to uh, defenders that have to double up on them and that way you can have your, your free running game going because at the moment they've been found out with their free running game they've just Absolutely. sort of invested too much stock into that one strategy I think running back the other way is yeah, part yeah. of their issue as well yeah. Yeah. Um, you know when, it, when it's on it looks awesome yeah. but you know if you fumble yeah. or a handball misses a target and you look around and go oh shit yeah yeah exactly um, uh, I think you need that steadiness across your, your half back full back lines if yeah. you had like a rants something like that across the full back line I'd I'd say something like a cloak cross half back line. That's what you need. Uh, on to what should have been game of the round: um, Adelaide hosting West Coast. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling that uh, Adelaide were going to put a bit of a hurting on. Yeah. Um, being that West Coast could afford to drop a game. Yep. Uh, this is their last away trip um, for the uh, home and away season, and Adelaide came out and had their best uh, start to the game. Well, they do seven nil in the uh, eight in the first quarter eight. and kick the first of the second quarter as well. Jesus, um, it was all one way traffic and it was it was crisp too. It yep. wasn't Eagles weren't playing bad. Yep. They just couldn't get their hand on the ball, um, yep. and everything um, the Crows touched turned to gold. I tell you what, everyone in the top eight is just thankful that Crows is a late season resurgence. So they don't have any home finals. Uh, well, they can. I think they can still have one home final if they, the results go the right way for yeah, them. Yeah, they need all. All results go their way. So yeah. they need Richmond to get beaten by uh, North and they need um, Bulldogs, Bulldogs to get thumped. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, their percentage isn't great. It's, so. But they still got a chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was uh, it was very impressive um, the way they went around it. Um, even uh, Big Tex Walker wasn't on um, on target early. Or, yeah, on, on song. He was the, probably the one player that wasn't dominating yeah. in, in the first half. Um, he obviously came back into it um, after that, but you know it's the the impressive midfield of the West Coast just couldn't get their hands on the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, and big sauce bottle Jacobs was uh, having it all over Nat Nui. Yep. Um, and then to be honest, uh, by half time the heat went out a little bit. I mean, yeah. Adelaide put on some late goals to um, beef out the margin, but um, otherwise, you know, West Coast can afford to lose the game. They probably weren't that fussed. Yeah, and I think. Um Josh Jenkins kicked six or seven or something. Yeah, he, he was absolute six or seven one. Six goals, six one. one. Yeah. He's had a good year, um, uh, Josh. You know, in a forward line where two blokes have kicked fifty goals. Yeah, he's been that great. Um, you know, third one up. Yeah, and especially where I mean, you filled in the role that they wanted Pods Adley to to do. Yeah, um, when he was playing. So yeah, well, pretty much what Pods did last year. I mean, he, Pods hasn't had a look in this year. Yeah. He's kicked, in the last two weeks in the Sandful, he's kicked nine goals and 11 goals. Yeah. Um, and even he knows, look, mate, don't, I'm not here to play AFL yeah, this year. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, he's very likely to go into a fitness, you know, coaching yeah. role at some club next yep. year. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, Adelaide have got all the parts of a premiership site. They do. It's scary looking at um, this bottom the bottom four of the top eight. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah, that have done really well against the top four. And Adelaide have just started hitting their straps. They've got Sloan back, who had that uh, timeout with injury. But he started to... 
I think it almost could be beneficial to him to have that time off for that injury and just really start his training from, from now. And he, he's picked it up where he left off, and I think he's been run in now that he's ready to he's go for the finals. Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. Um, when you look at it, you've got a dominant midfielder in Dangerfield. Um, yep. You've got the smart ball use of uh, Scotty Thompson around him, yep. Sloan. Um, you've got a couple of young guns um, to run through there as well. You've got a great ruckman in Jacobs. Forward options, they've got Walker, Betts, and now Jenkins is the third option. Down back, they've got Talia. They're not missing anything. And the thing is, looking forward, if they do lose Dangerfield, I honestly believe you could chuck Walker in the middle and he'll rip it up. I don't think he's now now full forward. I think you could chuck him in the middle of, or centre-half back and he'll be a very, very, very valuable player. Maybe a bit like Pavlich. Every yeah, now and yeah. then, pinch hit in the middle. Yeah. Um, he's a big, big body. You know, yeah, push, he's, a, he's a big boy. Push some people around. Exactly. So I think It'd if you can, if you can lessen his, def- his dependency on being that key forward, and when you've got um, Jenkins doing the job that he did, yeah. um, I think there's a case you're going to slot, slot Pod Zedley back in there for a game. Well, it's too late now. He's not going to. And yeah. he's going to retire in a year. I, I don't know if he's announced it yet, yeah. but um, I don't think he'd uh, be denying it. Well, yeah, look, it's probably too late to experiment with that this season. But I think looking forward, if you can find another key forward, I'd really like to see Walker get pushed up the field a little bit and start... Um, looking at playing the game facing the goals does it make sense It'd be very interesting I mean uh, he roams up around half forward every now and then you know yep. 60, 70 out yeah. so yeah I think you know when the, the, if the opposition has kicked a couple of goals yeah. you need that bit of a, a pick up in the middle yep. so there's no doubt the morale that he yeah. brings to the side and to the crowd he's also the captain as well you yeah, know of, what I mean? of course yeah exactly nothing better than the captain in the middle of the ground you know and, and modelling your game off someone like Pavlich is not a you yeah, know, exactly. bad, bad place to start yep um the other interesting thing for the Crows is uh, obviously Camporeale is the interim coach. Yeah. Um, up for the role. Um, but a lot of big names have been linked to Adelaide as well, in like Bomber Thompson's even been spoken about. Yeah. Worstfold's been spoken about. Yep. Now, whether either of those two, um, Adelaide are interested in those two or if they're interested in the role. Yeah. But look, if Adelaide go, you know, they might, they're probably going to win a final. Yep, you know they're a good chance. Yeah. If they shock somebody in week two and they make a prelim, yep, you can't move Camporeale out of this no, chair. Not at all. You? Not at all. And especially just the um, oh, what would you say the sentimental fact that he's come through that system with um, Phil Walsh, Phil Walsh the, being the, tragedy the, the coach and coming through. And there's a lot there for the Crows for yeah. having him stay in that position for next year. Uh, but obviously, it's got to be results based. And the other thing about this game was, I think the crowd was fifty five thousand or some something yep. like as an absolute um, sellout. It would have been uh, maybe twenty West Coast supporters in the cheer squad yeah. there, and and even they didn't want to be there after uh, quarter fuck time. No. Um, so anyway, that's uh, like I said, West Coast to drop the game. They yeah. don't give a shit. So the only time you want to be at Adelaide Oval is when Australia are in the bat. That's it. Um, on to Eddie Had on Sunday, uh, Sydney versus St Kilda. Um, it was good to see Schneider um, get his farewell game against yep. with the two clubs that he played with. Yeah, yep. um, obviously a 05 Premiership player. Yeah, um, interesting. On the day, there were three 2005 Premiership players on the ground, and two of them were playing for the uh, Saints. There you go. Um, he got a goal um, in the first quarter, and that was about the only highlight. Uh, for Saints for the day. Yeah, look, they were very wasteful in front of goal. Like honestly, I thought they kicked themselves out of it in the first quarter and the first, yeah. to the lesser extent, the first half. But they definitely had opportunities. But it looks like they put the cue in the rack for the season. This and, game, yeah, it, it's very hard to keep going when you, you've got nothing to to play for. Yeah, and even Armitage has been just an absolute standout for oh, the yeah. Saints this year. Yeah, like he had a few games of forty plus possessions. 
even he was making really silly mistakes and things that were very out of character and looks like as as better uh the season's taking a toll on them and they put the cure in the rack that you know they put in a bit of an effort and it wasn't working out and it looks like they gave up a bit too easy. Uh, look, in the first ten minutes, you're right. I think they wasted it in front of goal. They had some the nice run of the play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, look, I could you could see the writing on the board. Yeah. Um, there's times where they push forward and then the, the yeah. uh, you know into the Saints forward lines. There'll be a one on four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is going to get ugly. Yeah. And there's only so much Bruce can do up there taking contested marks <laughs> where you're delivering it just up high and yeah. making him earn it and. And Rui as well. Um, yeah. He's got to cover a lot of turf um, yeah. with that young side. They look tired. They looked really tired. It's been a long year. Yeah. Um, got to be happy for the Saints. They got their draw last week, which was their inspiration. I was going to say, I, d- I didn't manage to get this um, this prediction. Late-season late inspiring win. Yeah. The late-season inspiring draw is pretty damn close. Yeah, I got close there, but I figure you throw enough lines to let you catch a fish. So Exactly right. A few more weeks to make predictions and get on right. Um, the, the Swans, I mean, they'll be happy that they put on, what was it, 95-point win yep. or something like that, but it was an, an aggressive training run, yep. to be honest. And one thing I, I will say for the Swans is that the Saints tried to make it a real scrappy, messy game, and I was really impressed with the way that the, the Swans could clean it up. Yeah, They managed to pick the standard up and really dominate. There's a lot of times you'll find you'll get brought down to that standard as a top team where someone tries to make it really scrappy and... yeah. So, yeah, I was impressed with the way that they could manage to pick the skills up and, and clean it up and sort of hold possession and, and make it a worthwhile match for them. I mean, they're still they're coming good at the right end of the year, yeah. um, Swans. The only issue is they haven't shown this um, type of form against the yep. top teams yep. um, in the last you know, couple of months. Yeah. Um, and they won't get a chance because I think they've got Brisbane. Or, no, they've got Gold Coast next week, Yeah, and um, look, which will be another 80, 90-point win if they want to. Yep. And look, Hanabry dominated with 39 possessions as well. But I thought a lot of them were easy possessions that he picked up in uh, the end of the game. I thought the the best players, I thought, were Kennedy and McVeigh. Yep. I thought Kennedy presented himself well. McVeigh just really cool under, under pressure and really had key possessions that set him up. Well, they've lost Parker, um, you know, to... Uh, did he break his leg or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, or maybe his arm. No, it was his, uh, it was his leg. Oh, okay. um, but uh, he may come back during the finals. Yeah. But... Um, you, you take out, you know, their reigning best and fairest um, and a midfield gun. Yeah. you still got Hanabry, Mitchell, Kennedy, and Kieran Jack in the middle. Yeah. That's not a bad... Uh, there's some quality there. And look, Heaney up forward, he doesn't look like yeah. much. There's not much to him, but he just managed... He's got such a, a tight mark. Like, out in front, hands up. <clears throat> For a first-year player. He's got a really just vice grip. Yeah, he's, he's kicked Lots of floor. spoil coming through. He looks like he's uh, left over from Puberty Blues. Yeah. Remember he, that 70s? Yeah, no shit. Actually, I was thinking he looked like, um, oh, you probably know him, the F1 driver, James Hunt, who, he was in the, I don't know if you've seen the movie Rush, it was the F1 with Nicky Lauder and James Hunt, anyway, this playboy British F1 driver, he's passed away now, but yeah, it's a bit of an image of him. Um, he's looked good, um, he'd be really contending for the Rising Star if he played a whole season. Yeah. Yep. Um, just obviously his uh, little bit of knee trouble uh, yep. kept him in. Uh, Tibbet's coming better. At the he end has, of the year, yeah. I mean, uh, he had his couple of hit outs, a couple of marks, a couple of goals, missed an absolute sitter from yeah. the edge of the oh, goal square. Didn't he? And the thing is, he tried to rush it too. He's like, no, nah, oh, get this over and done with. And missed it by Wanted no part of that kick. He wasn't even close. And the thing is, it was a bit flattering with his stats because there was no one in the Saints back line that could really match up with him taking marks overhead. No. No, the key backman has been you know the biggest weakness for St. Kilda all yeah. the year. And yep. he had a bit of a, a, a day out on it. Um, you got to feel sorry for, I think his name's Tom Rose, um, who debuted yep. last week um, for uh, Sydney as a sub. Yep. Comes on the last quarter, kicks three, gets dropped. 
Did he? I mean, what more do you want for the blood? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Anyway, but uh, they had to put um, some guy, Franklin, anyway, I don't know who yeah. he is, had to put him back in the side. Um, doesn't look good. Um, he's you know, had uh, he's been out with uh, a back issue. Yeah. He looks stiff. Went off as a sub as well. Uh, which would have been their plan. Yeah. You know? But it does, I know everyone's made the comparison. You go back to a couple of years ago when Tommy Hawkins had done yeah. with his back and it looked like he couldn't touch his toes. Yeah. Franklin started to look a bit like that. It's tough, isn't it? The problem is, he's such a freak that you know he can come out yep. you know, in two weeks' time in a final yeah. and kick eight. Yeah, he's jabbing with some quarter zone or something. Yeah, yeah. and he's you just go, well, zone. okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Jason Holmes' experiment. How do you think it's turning out? Well, it's his, well, this is game number two. Yep. Um, the parents come across. Yeah, Great parents team. came across for this one. Um, I think there's no no problem with it. Uh, yeah. He's hungry for the ball. Yep. Um, he looks like he's he's in he's, the game. Yeah. He's not standing back and waiting for it to come to him. Yep. I mean, he dropped a couple of marks here and there. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, but I think it looks like his mentality is right on. Yeah. Um, yeah which you'd expect with somebody that's traveled halfway around the world yeah. um, to be a professional athlete. Yeah. But when you compare it to like Magic Door or Easy Flau, yep. who looked lost, yeah. um, he sometimes looks lost but he's trying yeah. to find. He's trying. Yeah, he's trying to find his way. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas the other, the other guy sort of looked um, uh, petrified. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he's he's always moving, and you, you can tell that um, he's got a lot of smart people around him yep. that are talking to him, like uh, Montagna, yeah. Um, yeah, and Armitage, and probably uh, Rewald as well. So yeah, you got no problem with it. Because I thought like the picking like that sort of athleticism for one skill is is it's one thing. Whereas he dominated hitouts and. Um, obviously, it's a very small part of the game, but it can set up your whole uh, forward forward line if you can dominate yeah. clearances and that. And so, I think that picking those people for that one sort of skill, there's there's merit to it. But the the trick to this uh, experiment, I think, is being able to make up for that decade or so of um, muscle memory and you yeah. get from growing up playing the game. I definitely, yeah, I definitely think it's possible. It's just a matter of figuring out what proper training you need, what yeah. proper techniques you need to, to put people through in order to do it. And I think if Saints can figure this out, if they don't, it'll get figured out by someone. Yeah, getting exactly. like big, tall Americans come over here and do ruck work. Yep. If they can figure it out, it'll be a game changer. And not just for opening up the trade routes for sort of the throwouts from NBA to come over here and College do ruck basketball work, and- but also for the interest in uh, sponsorship coming internationally. Yeah. If you can start getting those people coming in, you start having a broader base in which to gain sponsorship from. And as soon as you start getting the money, as soon as you start getting the money coming into the AFL, then you can start looking expanding internationally. And look, me personally, I don't give a fuck if we go international or not. If we want to play America in AFL, I'm all for it. If we if they don't want to play, then they don't have to play, and we can still play Carlton. I don't care. But I think if for that to happen, you need to get the the base salary of the players up because that means you've got more sponsorship coming in, you've got more more interest globally for um, a market to to come in and really take it on. And that's I think you're right in um, if they're going to get the payments up you know they've already signed on this massive fucking um, yeah. TV rights deal yep. you've almost reached you're not going to get much more sponsorship yeah. out of the Australian market so yep. you've got to look um, yeah. international and um, the, way, the way to get international is to have stars internationally in here and, and doing well um, and it was interesting you know when he's going up against Mike Pike um, yeah. for, for Sydney on the other end of it yep. um, you know you've got the obviously Canadian versus an American and I'm sure that um, the commentators would have loved that they, they they were fucking disappointed at the first bounce when it when it wasn't wasn't the Mike two. Pike yeah. <laughs> um, but look I mean uh, Jason Holmes had 18 hitouts, which was uh, game high yeah pretty low yeah. for game high but um, obviously he only had uh, what 
uh, a kick in two handballs. So yeah. around the ground, he didn't get much of it. But exactly. he, he was in there and, and looking yeah. for it. Uh, yeah, like like you said, he was always looking to do something, but almost it was like he was looking to do too much. Like, there's yeah. the ball, I've got to get the ball there, and it's gone there. Instead of saying, the ball's there, I'll cover this man running through here and being and, one step ahead. And that's going to happen. Yeah, um, and it, it comes with, with practice and, and learning the game. But, um, yeah, I thought, uh, good good effort by him. Um, I thought he won the, the centre bounces, but it got muscled out from the throw-ins and, and clearances in that yeah. way. But that's just what you got to learn. I think hooking up with people like Mike Pike and, and people around him. It'll take him a couple of years yeah, um, yeah. to get used to that. Yeah. Um, and the final game of the round was uh, Frio and Melbourne. Um, Frio, Frio had only one thing to do, and that was to show that they can score. Yep. And they scored 100. Um, I think uh, that would have been their goal. Um, you know, that, well, they kicked the first 20. I don't know. So it looks like it took halfway through the second quarter for Melbourne to kick a goal. So. Um, and then, you know... Uh, so let's have a look here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven goals. 11. And then, so Frio kicked the first 11, and then basically the margin stayed about the same. Yep, pretty much. Um, so they put the queue in the rack, and they still scored 100 points. Yep. Bit of uh, controversy with them resting players next week, too. Well, it? it is. It's going to be the big talking point for the next couple of days. Um, so we'll go through it. Uh, Ross Lyon has been known to rest players late in the year because yep. he's stitched up um, you know, top two or a top four spot. Yep. And he's done it at St. Kilda. He's done it at Frio, you know, um, this week, they're traveling to Adelaide Oval to play Port. Yep. And he's got out the front foot and gone to the AFL and said, I want to rest players. How many am I allowed to rest, basically? Yeah, yeah. I'm not throwing the game, but we're tired. We've yep. got road trips. Yeah. I want them to stay home. Yep. So I think he's gone the right way about it. Yeah. Uh, and it's So he's not trying to hide it. He's not trying to lie and say, oh, yeah, exactly. he's got general soreness and, oh, he's got a dodgy got ankle. Um, he's saying, look, I'm resting him. Yeah. Um, which... Everyone knows he's doing anyway. Yeah. Um, and the AFL has said basically go for it because there's no positions up. Yep. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. They stitch up the minor premiership. Yep. Um, Port can't you know knock somebody out of eighth yeah, with a percentage exactly. boost or anything like that. Yeah. Which I think that if let's say Port were um, percentage outside the eight. Yeah. I think then the AFL would have had a problem. Yeah. Um, if not a problem with Ross, then certainly a problem with another club saying what the fuck. Yeah. And I think if you're in that position, you've earned that position. You can do whatever yeah, exactly fuck you yes. want. Yeah. And the thing is, tanking is one thing where you're trying to lose, but them wrestling players isn't trying to lose. He's, He's trying, trying to win. win the next week. He's trying to win <laughs> so, a premiership. Yeah. So That's I think all cares about. it's all. I'm all for it. I think you rest 22 if if you've got that luxury to rest 22 of your starting players. Fucking go for it. It's, well, it's your prerogative. Um, we'll go back to state league as well because their affiliate Peel Thunder is in the finals this week. Oh, okay. Um, so oh. they're resting. 12 players yeah. they're not playing for Peel yeah. like Ross he doesn't fucking yeah. cut that yeah. but the best 12 I guess uh, are going to come up come up yeah so it'd be interesting if who they bring up yeah do you want they still want Peel Thunder to win yeah because if they keep going in the finals it means you've got your Resi's teams playing yeah um, so you keep your depth there yeah um, so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how many they drop and how many come up yeah um you know, I, I don't think Pavlich travels. Sanderland's definitely not. Yeah. Probably rest, you know, Mundy, Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. McFarlane's definitely not traveling. Chris Main's probably not traveling. Michael Johnson, yep. uh, he might want another game. Even Sanderland's, I might stick him in the rack. Oh, there's no way Sanderland's is getting on yeah. a plane. Ain't getting on a plane. <laughs> um, Melbourne just chugging along towards the end of the season. Um, yep. They've had a couple of good... Um, 
I'll, I'll say wins from the season. They showed uh, something, yeah. Yeah, in Maxi Gorn and Bernie Vince. Yep. Um, I mean, nobody dominated for them on this day. But, I mean, look, Melbourne are lucky that there's Carlton, really. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, they're probably getting a few boots stuck, stunk into them. Sunk into them. Sunk into them. Um, look, next year is Paul Roos' last year on the books. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how far they've come in three years of yeah. Paul Roos. Yeah. Uh, I think that they have developed better, but yep. they've realised that he's not the messiah that some made him out to be. Yeah. And certainly not Paul Roos himself. Yeah. Um, but there was, you know, some, oh, I think we've got hope, you know. Yeah. And maybe they realised that it wasn't completely the football department that was to blame. Yeah. <laughs> Probably some other, you know, business departments that have fucked them up. I think it was everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and people try and put in uh, measures to stop tanking, um, which... Melbourne tanked like forget yeah. about the fucking yeah, exactly. investigation they put into it yeah. um, it just goes to show that it's not um, a great tactic yeah. I mean you get a couple of draft picks but yep. big deal exactly they could have tried and got number two instead of the number one draft pick yep. um, who cares? exactly yeah yeah and especially when you haven't done a whole lot with your fucking first draft picks anyway so yeah um, but the way that 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 mentality spreads throughout the team. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can see with them, it's taken a generation to get yep. out. Um, yeah. It's so hard to do. And just having those questions hanging around the club, it's hard to, to get that mud off the club. Um, it was also very interesting. Oh, that's the end of the game, so we'll talk about next week in a minute. Yeah. Um, Kane Corns has got a book coming out. Yep. So they've released, um, you know, a chapter here and a chapter yeah. there um, through different uh, stuff. And funny, about funny the Port fans could read it. Oh, somebody's going to read it to them. Um, it's not like, you know, they've got all September to read it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it was very interesting talking about the the Primus years. Um, and oh, that okay. was a chapter I read on- online. Um, and just saying that he signed a, a new contract for three years or something. And then Primus said, no, nah, we're not going to play her. And he's like, well, go fuck yourself. You know, yeah. what's, what's the fucking point of this whole thing? Yeah, exactly. You, pay me to go play in Glenelg. Um, you know, I'm going to train here for three years. I'm going to be the last to training. I'm going to be the first to leave. What's the fucking point? Yeah. Um, it was almost, I was very glad that he wrote that in the book. Like, yeah. It makes me think, I might actually go buy, the know, book. buy this book yeah. and read it now. Yeah. Um, because it shows he's being honest. Yeah. Because um, I know that I've read plenty of um, books before where they've gone, you know, I always wanted to give my all. Yeah. Like, Mate, yeah. I saw you Fuck play. Off. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. just being honest. He's saying, Fuck this. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. Eat a cock. Yeah, um, and it turns out Primus didn't hang around that long, and yeah. uh, Kane Corns ended up put, you know putting another seventy odd uh, yeah. odd games onto his career. So um, yeah, it was very interesting um, excerpt. Anyway, um, make it uh, worth uh, worthwhile um, for the sake of it. We may as well go through the final round. It's been um, a non-event, isn't it? This round, oh, except for Richmond. Friday night's interesting. Yep, um, Richmond North. Um, pretty much that. If Richmond win, that throughout sets. Everything in motion, doesn't it? Uh, I think that means... It's pretty hard to change anything else. Yeah, uh, it stops Adelaide getting a home final. Yeah, and Western Bulldogs are relevant because... Yeah, either they're hosting or they're visiting. Yeah. But the game's been played at the MCG regardless. Um, So I I think Richmond will still win. Um, They'll want to put a good win on the board against North. Yeah, Uh, because I think if um, Richmond wins, a good chance we'll play them again next week. Yeah. So it's a good um, mental edge to have over the team if you've been a week before uh, I believe that if they play next week it'll be at the MCG though yeah, rather than Etihad um, yeah yeah. which because uh, the Richmond home game either way I think to. even North will, will host uh, okay. at MCG because yeah. they've got to play a certain number of finals ah, at okay, MCG yeah. uh, like, I think they've got to play 10 every 5 years yeah. or something like that well that's better because I think 
It's a better ground. North would have the wood over Richmond at, at uh, Eddie Head, I reckon. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Geelong hosting Adelaide. Um, the real test of this game will be uh, how many farewells yep. um, are happening down there. Yep. Um, might be interesting if Adelaide if Adelaide have no chance of earning a home final yeah. if they do play Posse Adley, yep. just to give him a farewell. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad, bad Down impression. in Geelong? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it happens. Yeah. You'd like to see it happen if, if that is the case. Yeah. It's a, a dead rubber game. Otherwise, I think Adelaide are going to march on. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane Lions hosting the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs yeah. will not try and win by 10 goals. Yep, I think so. Bulldogs hitting form at the right time, so yeah. I'll go against them. Yeah, Zorko will get 40 touches and they still won't win. Yep. Port Adelaide hosting Fremantle. Uh, Fremantle seconds. Port will smash them. Yeah, they'll, they will win by 80. Yep. Um, because they'll they'll get in front and they won't stop. And then if Frio win the flag, we can listen to Port all, oh, all we, summer going, we should have won because proxy. Uh, we're going to hear that anyway. Um, yeah, true. Hawthorne Carlton at the MCG. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll be doing something else that day. I, I might... <laughs> I might go to it. Just what is it? Four forty 440 game? 440, yeah. The Twilight game of the MCG. Yeah, maybe I'll go. Oh, no, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, you know what? The thing is, Hawthorne will rest players. Yeah. And the guys coming up are like, right, I need to fucking make... I'm going to yeah. do something. Yeah, here. I'm playing Rezzy's grand final. Well, yeah. That's what I'm trying out for. Um, so anybody that comes up is going to try and make a name for themselves to you know get a game during September. Yeah. Uh, Sydney hosting Gold Coast. Sydney will flog Sydney, Gold Coast. Yep. Sydney just doing everything right, looking really good. Um, it's. I think that they'd be disappointed that they can't play um, a higher place side. Yeah, and, uh, you know, last because Sydney just like the the whole team's picking up their part, just getting sense. ready. Yeah, yep, just getting ready. There's no um, weak links there. Uh, West Coast hosting St Kilda. Um, if for somehow. St Kilda win yep. it means that West Coast can drop and not have the hosting Hawthorne yep. in the first week of finals so they'll need to play enough to make sure they win which won't be much against St Kilda over in Perth yeah look the only, the only chance I give St Kilda if they swap out 12 players as well Yeah, I think they, they look like they put the queue in the rack from the last game and I don't see a bigger effort from this one unless you've got um, fresh blood into that squad who actually want to get out there and do something um they could afford to lose one, and they lost it last week. They yep. won't lose this one. Yeah, Melbourne versus GWS at Eddie Hat, is that Etihad Stadium? Yeah. I tell you what, there could be six people at this game. Yep, no trouble getting a pie or a cornetto in the crowd. I reckon one. it's going to be the honour system. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to leave like the drumstick thing at like row four or something. Yeah, sell yourself out. Be like clerks. <laughs> yeah, you know, just please take your change. Yeah. We're watching. <laughs> um, and then Collingwood and Essendon at the MCG will be the lowest attended Collingwood versus Essendon game in 20 years. It would have to be, yes. Um, there's, is there going to be any farewells? Um, oh, I think you get walk-up MCC. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only way there'll be any interest in this game is if they give Fletcher um, game 401. Yep. Um, otherwise, he'll do a lap of honour or something like that. Yeah. He, he, that'll be the only reason you're going to be there. Yep. Um, and fuck, Essendon supporters, you have to turn out for this game, even though it's a Collingwood home game. Yep. Because so many of the Essendon supporters we saw leave yeah, to, from before, Fletcher's 400th. before the end of his 400th. Yep. Um, you can't be doing that again. Don't let me down, Essendon supporters. Um, yeah, yeah, at least you can say you beat Collingwood. Yeah, exactly. Know? At least you can say, hey, I was there when Fletcher had his... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Little thing they walked off. I saw game 401. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seeing it carried off again. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Collingwood are going to win anyway. Yeah, so do I. I think they'll, they've been doing really well. Yeah. I tell you what, though, first week of finals, the level of uh, play between the last two weeks and the first week of the finals is just going to be an absolute chasm. Yep, yep, isn't it? Ah, oh, looking forward to it. Can't wait. And yeah, everything's starting to heat up now, and especially with such an open field for the flag as well. Uh, everyone said, you know, this, uh, since they've changed to the current final system, nobody from outside the top four has won. Yep. Um, actually, nobody's from outside the top three. Yep. Um, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be this year because it yep. is wide open. Yep. Um, having said that, you know, Frio are on top. They're going to be playing two home finals. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to stop that. It also comes down to coaching strategies in, in how you set up your team to run into the finals yeah. where you have sort of your tapering in rounds 21, 22, 23, and then you'll start hitting your straps. And, you know, Fife has uh, been rested the last couple of weeks. Um, yep. I... I don't think it's anything too serious. I think it is like if um, you know if it was a final this week, he'd be playing. Yeah, you know, type of stuff. Yeah, um, they just uh, putting his put the cue in the rack with him. Yep, Frio is still my pick for the flag. Yeah, yeah. I think they got it. Same as you. Yep. yep. Um, all right. Well, that'll do us for round twenty-two. All wrapped up, and uh, next week we'll wrap up round twenty-three and yeah. look forward to the finals. Be back in the final swing. Back all in right. the final swing. Thanks, Bye. guys.